The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Psalm chapter 63. Uh, we started here yesterday and we're going to continue uh, through this chapter again today and some really great principles, I believe, from the Word of God. So I'm going to just go ahead and reread the verse we studied yesterday, and then uh, we'll continue on and pick up where we left off. In verse number one, David said this, O God, thou art my God. He talked about his power, his person. Uh, Early will I seek thee, our passion. My soul longeth for thee, my my, my soul thirsteth for thee, my flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. And he really massively talked about an absolutely passionate desire to know God, to know what he was going on in his life, to know God in his life and to, and to know what he's doing and who he is and all these things. And, you know, in the situation we've been in, our circumstances over the last year and a half and everything, we've said that these kind of things can either drive you away from God and through anxiety and frustration and depression and, and just all the circumstances of life and fear and things of that nature, or it can drive us closer to God because of all of the same reasons. And, we, and, and those of you who are watching here this morning, obviously, have chosen the path of trying to be driven towards God during these times. And I would commend you for your willingness to take a step like this. But we're going to pick up in verse number two, where he says now, my desire in verse one, this is my desire. Now here's what he goes to see you. I, I, my, 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 should we say my, my circumstance, my situation. I'm, I'm striving for you. I'm thirsting for you all these. This is where I find myself. Why? What do I want? What am I hoping for? And that's actually seen in verse number two. He said, my desire is to see thy power and thy glory so as have I seen thee in the sanctuary. Now, sanctuary, obviously an older term, often some people, what we call the auditorium, many call that the the sanctuary, a place where we go and it's set aside for worship as it is. You know, we uh, we do everything we can. We try to create an atmosphere that's set aside for worship. But when I look at this, he says, I want to see his power, the power of God and his glory as I've seen in the sanctuary. How, what does that mean for us today? And, and let, me, let me just look at some of the things that would be true about um, what takes place in a sanctuary, what takes place in our sanctuary, in our auditorium. When we think, obviously, there's great corporate worship that takes place. And many times, if, if we allow it to, the music, the truth of the music can stir our hearts. Uh, there's great messages from the Word of God, and it's not because of who preaches it. Please understand that. It's because of what's preached, the Word of God. The Word of God comes forth in a corporate center where he's, where God says, where two or three are gathered together, in my name, there I am in the midst. And he comes in the midst of that group to, to meet with us. And he does that in such a powerful way. And uh, so that's some of the things we see in there. We see people make decisions for God. We see people uh, get right with God. We've see, heard people give testimonies of God moving in their lives. We hear missionaries come in and get testimonies of how God has worked in their lives and how God has performed miracles. If we, if we allow God to move in the sanctuary, in our, in our worship service, like God desires to move, we hear of God's miracle. We hear of God's intervention. We hear of God's divine working in our lives. We hear of God's changing of life and restoring people and all these different things. We see his power. 
You see, if we're not careful, we can allow these services to turn into tradition and hold to tradition. And there's some good in tradition. But I think that we have too many times in our culture, in our American culture today, we run from tradition as fast as we can just because, or we hold on to tradition longer. Can I be honest with you? It doesn't really matter how much tradition is kept or how much tradition is lost if God's power is not seen in the midst of it. If whatever we do, however we do it, if God's not there, it really doesn't matter. We come in a day where other, either extreme, massive tradition or no tradition, really comes down of what we in the pew want. We want it to look this way. We want this. And dare I say, I think what we need in American culture today is not even to worry much about that as we do. Is God meeting with us? And it doesn't always mean it's my way. Is God meeting with us? Is God stirring my heart? Is he, is he bringing people to Jesus, to his own son? Is he moving in the lives of people, restoring people? Is God moving? And he goes, my desire is to see the power like that. That's what I want to see. But see, David goes further. I don't just want to see, you know, yeah, we should see that in church. He says, but I want to see what I have heard in church. I want to see it in my own life. What I hear the preacher talk about, what I hear the missionary, the evangelist talk about, what I hear other people in the church say, how God's working in their life. I want that in my life. He says, I, I get that. He said in, the, in verse 1, I will get up early. I will seek you early in my priorities. You will be number one. Why? He goes, my, my, I thirst after you. I, I long for you. And like a place that is like a desert area that has nothing. That's how much I want. That's how much I need you. And my desire is to see your power. You know what? Can you imagine what it would be like if we really had that desire in our marriages? If we had that desire in our homes? If we had that desire in our worship services to see God move in our lives and the lives of other people? This morning, I was spending some time in prayer, prepping for this, and just spending some time in prayer. And you know, just some, some things in my mind. And I, the Lord was just working in my heart about myself and then about just in general in, in American Christianity. It has praying about our church and praying about my life and how I can be a better husband, better father, all these things. Hopefully we're all doing something like that. But you know, the Lord began to press upon my heart how much of the battles we have today is just centered in pride. It's centered in pride. I want things my way. I want it to look my way. I want it to, you know, I want to do it my way. I want this. And I'm not even talking just church and just a lot of areas in our marriages. We struggle enjoying sweet communion because of pride. We, in our homes, we struggle, you know, mentoring or being mentored because of pride. We come to church and we, we, we see certain things and we, we want things to be or we, we maybe judge somebody or look at someone differently because of pride. I'll be honest, I think, you know, pride is the greatest battle. And I think many of us miss all that God could do in our lives. And we don't even realize, oh, don't, we justified it with all of the other reasons. We justified it in our minds with different preferential things that come with it. But frankly, it comes down to pride. And I think pride is just pulling us away from God. And he says, listen, I want to see your power more than I want to see anything else. And I'm willing. And he goes, I thirst for it like anything else. But you know why? In verse 3, he says, Because I loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall, shall praise thee. He said, you are love, you're kind. You're loving kindness. You, you are good. It's who he is. He's not, he's not just merciful. He is mercy. He is love. These are his attributes. These are who he is. And he says, Because of who you are, I brag on you, and I will thank you, and I will, pra I will praise you. He goes in verse 4, uh, thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. It's about him. Verse 5, my soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. 
when I remember thee upon my bed and meditate thee on my night watches. In verse 6, he just talks about at night, when a lot of times when we're tired and our mind is, is a little weaker and all of the events of the days I wish, wish we'd done differently, all the things that we feel like we failed or all the, the apprehension of what is or may come tomorrow, and all those are the times it's weak. And if we're not careful, it keeps us up at night. It runs and he says, listen, I, I will remember you. I remember your goodness. I remember your blessing. I remember your attributes. I remember God and how much you love me and how kind you are. And Lord, all of this, it doesn't matter how good or bad I did in, in, in the light of you, as long as I strive to always try the next day to continue to go the right direction. He said, that's what I will focus on. We mentioned back Philippians, what sort of things are true. And then there's a list of other things. And these are the things we focus our attention on and keeping our eyes on him is the key to that. I, I tell you, David said that I, I will praise you, but I desire, I desire you to move. You know, that is the beginning of revival. They're beginning the revival, not just in our country, not just in our part of the world, not just in our church, and dare I say, not even just in our homes. That's the beginning of revival in us. Now, by the way, that's how revival starts. It starts in me, and then it moves out to my family, then it moves out to my church, and from there it moves out to my community, and then it moves out to my country. It starts with me, but it starts with a passion, a, a humble passion. What did he say in Second Chronicles? If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, forgive their sins and heal their land. And yes, I, you know, he's talking about a unique aspect of Israel, but the application absolutely fits today. And this is another example. He goes, God, you are my personal God. I want to learn from you. I want to hear from you. I want to see your power. May that be our drive today. See, God wants it to be in our lives. God wants our marriages to be filled with his power. He wants our homes to be filled with his power. He wants our relationships to be, to be sweetened and filled with his power. He wants our church to be filled with his power. He wants to bless in the name of God. But it's something that we must choose to desire. And you say, it's not easy. No. You know, there was a day and age when we used to say that anything worth having took sacrifice and hard work. And yet today, I think anything worth having, we feel like it needs to be handed to us. And to be honest with you, it's not the way it is. May we strive. May we take it. You know, he even told the disciples at one point when they couldn't cast out a demon from a young, a young child, he was asked, how could we not do this? And Jesus' simple answer, these kinds come up by prayer and fasting, a persistent, passionate plea for God's power. May that be what we desire today. We can have that. This may be the answer for what is you want in your, in your marriage, in your home, in your family, in your church. This may be the answer. It doesn't take an entire church to do it. It may just take one passionate about what David said here. And don't get me wrong, when you do this, Satan's not going to like it. Stay strong, stay walking close to him. But it, all, it doesn't really matter how it, whether it results in other people in the church doing what we want or whatever. Here's the key. If I find revival and I grow in God, that really is the greatest thing I can have. And I let God move in that. May that be our desire. May that be our goal. May that be what we strive after today. So we may see his power. Thank you for taking this time on Thursday morning to join us as we've been in the Word of God and as we take time to walk through the book of Psalms. It's just been a privilege to be part of your day and appreciate the opportunity. We hope you have a great rest of the day. Keep safe in the potential storms coming our way. And we look forward to seeing you again tomorrow. God bless you.